Welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with your host, Eddie Rye Jr. Uh, we were supposed to have Congressman Hank Johnson, who is uh, the ranking member of the Judiciary Subcommittee on Courts. And uh, he has been calling for uh, the resignation for U.S. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Uh, and I think that he has a lot of support in terms of that. But uh, while we wait for him, we do have uh, the executive director of Vibrant Schools of Puget Sound, uh, Kimmy Jan, who is uh, on the line with us right now. And uh, so they have a big event coming up. And as everybody knows, uh, education has got to be a priority in our community. Uh, that is a way to freedom to a degree. But we also got to be activists as well in other areas. So uh, why don't you start, uh, uh, executive director, and let folks <laughs> know about Vibrant schools, you said Puget Sound, that's quite a bit of turf. Yes, indeed. In and let me let me just share. Thank you, Eddie, for the opportunity to share some information and get the word out to everyone. You know, it's like we're beating the drums right now, beating the drums. Um, hello, everyone. Uh, I am Kimi Irene Gann. Uh, I've just been promoted, though, to president and CEO of the board of Vibrant Schools of Puget Sound. And I'm excited about that. And the transition is we have been in existence for about 11 years now. We started out as Vibrant Schools, then we went to Vibrant Schools Tacoma, and now we are a full-fledged 501c3 as Vibrant Schools of Puget Sound, doing what I believe some of the most important work, which is looking at educational uh, policy. Our whole mission is, is to eliminate the educational disparities for student of color and those impacted by poverty that are served by both the Tacoma and Clover Park school districts. And so anything that we do that focuses on those targeted population and changes policies means all students benefit from our work. And uh, we're real excited about what we've been doing. We have been very instrumental in helping to get passed in both school district uh, equity policies. I'm really excited about Tacoma going an extra step where they actually passed a policy called the, the anti-racism policy. And I believe they're the only school district in the state of Washington that has an anti-racism. And they're specifically talking about undoing institutional racism. And a lot of that is the work that Vibrant Schools has been doing. We've also been the community group that, that launched the, um, the start of all of the data that comes out of Tacoma Public Schools uh, is disaggregated. For example, you can say you have a certain amount of graduation rate, but if you break it down by ethnic groups, by gender, uh, those that are on free and reduced lunch, you see some great disparities. For example, we are seeing now some issues with uh, black male students graduating. Yes, they're graduating, but then their math proficiency is at 28%. So what does that say? They're graduating without having the skills that they need to go on to the world of work or to college or whatever. So we're always looking at what's happening when it when it uh, impacts uh, students of color, those impacted by poverty. And again, like I said, anything we do that affects policy change means all children benefit from our work. But we're excited to launch something this uh, not this coming Saturday, but Saturday next, April 29th. It's called Surge. 2023. And what does that mean? We are, are gathering those folks that work from a perspective of, of their work with an equity lens in education, government, uh, housing, et cetera. We Kimmy, call them the you, equity chair. I need you to hold up. Congressman, okay. you have your time still. Okay. Uh, good enough. We'll Johnson. come back to that. Okay. Uh, Congressman Hank. I'm doing good. Let me turn it down just a little bit okay. here. Yeah. So, Anyway, uh, we have two of our dynamic leaders of the Pacific Northwest on the line right now. But uh, 
uh, you are have been uh, in, I guess, uh, the focal point of a lot of uh, news commentary as of late, because uh, you've been leading the charge for getting some justice on the Supreme Court Justice, Clarence Thomas, better known as Clarence Tom S. But anyway, uh, I'd like to have you go ahead and talk about the efforts you're making uh, to make sure that justice prevails. So why don't you go right ahead, sir, as the ranking member of the Judiciary Subcommittee on Courts. So that's right in your committee. Yeah, uh, and, and thank you for having me, uh, Mr. Rye. Um, and for those of those uh, those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Hank Johnson. I represent Georgia's fourth congressional district. Uh, it is the eastern suburbs of Atlanta, and I've been in Congress for the last 16 years. And before I came to Congress, I was a practicing lawyer for 27 years, uh, 12 of which I spent as a uh, part-time judge. Uh, before becoming a a uh, county commissioner. So the law is something that uh, I'm steeped in. It is my profession. It, I don't, I'm not the kind of person that if I'm, if, you know, in other words, I'm bigger than just being a lawyer, but the, uh, being a lawyer is who I am. I'm also a congressman, but if it really came down to it, you know, I'm a lawyer and, um, and so as a lawyer, I've, I've had the uh, pleasure and honor ever since I've been in Congress of being a member of the Judiciary Committee and also being the top Democrat on the subcommittees that have jurisdiction over the U United States uh, federal courts. And so it has fallen to me to uh, be like an overseer of uh, of the judiciary throughout my congressional career. And in that connection, I have filed legislation uh, over the years that would um, bind the Supreme Court to a code of ethics. I've realized that that was a need that was not in place by the court. And so for, for many years, I have been the champion of uh, of uh, an effort to uh, force the court to adopt uh, the highest court in the land to adopt a code of conduct. Every other federal judge and all state court judges and even local judges are bound by judicial canons of ethics. They call them codes of conduct. Every uh, judge on every level is bound to a code of conduct with the exception of the United States Supreme Court. And that just simply should not be. So, and I think that recent facts have revealed uh, that uh, there is a need for a code of conduct. And there's also a need for a tribunal that would enforce that code of conduct against uh, the uh, uh, Supreme Court justices. And so, that is what the Supreme Court Ethics Recusal and Transparency Act would do, uh, among other things. And I have uh, been the House sponsor of that legislation, which is uh, a product of Sheldon Whitehouse out of uh, uh, Rhode Island, who's been a champion in the Senate uh, for uh, court reform, for Supreme Court reform. What we've what we've had over the years, Mr. Rye, is the corporate 
elites uh, taking over the United States Supreme Court, influencing its decision-making and taking power away from the powerless and putting, in the putting it in the hands of the rich and powerful. It, the exact opposite from what Thurgood Marshall uh, tried to accomplish on the court, which was to pr protect uh, the common people, particularly those who had gone without equal rights, Black people. He was a champion for the rights of all people, economic, civil, um, and, um, and so when you protect, uh, there's a need to protect the less powerful from the powerful. And that was the kind of court that uh, that uh, Justice Thomas's predecessor, Thurgood Marshall, sat on. And they made some, some rulings that made life better, starting with Brown versus Board of Education. But we're, we're at a point now where the court is taking away these very wins that prior courts have uh, have awarded us as, as citizens of this great nation. And so the courts have been captured by interests that are looking to put us down. And so there's no doubt that uh, the need for a code of conduct uh, is, is, is obvious and with the recent revelations uh, uh, that have revealed that Justice Thomas has had a more than 20-year relationship with a dark money billionaire, Harlan Crow, who has ideological and business interests in front of the court on a regular basis. And Justice Thomas has been taking luxury vacations, accepting uh, exotic travel uh, on corporate jets and on uh, super yachts, all without disclosing it to the public, accepting lavish gifts like a $19,000 Bible uh, from a man who collects Nazi memorabilia, uh, a billionaire. Uh, he's been taking these things without disclosing it to the people. Um, and there is no code of conduct which he has felt obligated to uh, adhere to. And so uh, just unaccountable, out of control bawling is what the young people would call it, bawling out of control, no, no restraint. That's what we have in, in Clarence Thomas. It has hurt. Um, the people, and it has destroyed public trust and confidence in the in the legitimacy of the of the United States Supreme Court. So, you know, I've been working on uh, on holding Justice Thomas accountable, and I've called for his resignation. And uh, others in Congress uh, have done the same. And momentum is building uh, for Judge Justice Thomas to be held accountable. And turn and where where is uh the, where's it situated right now? Uh, is is well, there have to be another group of overseers before any action can be taken against Judge Thomas, or is he just free to continue doing what he's doing? 
Well, I think the fact that people know what he has been doing has caused him or will cause him to reform his conduct. I mean, all of this was going on in uh, in the shade behind closed doors. Nobody knew it was happening. Now everybody knows that it's happening. The normal response uh, would be, okay, I don't need to be excessive anymore with my... Uh, with my gifts, or with my acceptance of gifts and travel and going on these vacations, normal folks would say, okay, the iron is hot. I'm not going to put my finger on that hot iron. I want to see if, uh, I want to see if uh, Kimmy or either Roberto has a question for you. Kimmy? Um, it's, it's so nice to meet you, Honorable Johnson. Uh, you know, um, I work a lot in the education field and our concern now is, is sort of aligns with some of the things you're saying about the power and the powerless, because what we're finding on the local political uh, arena is these school boards are being taken over by the powerful. And um, all the work that we've done is I'm a community-based coalition, and we have affected some equity-based policy changes in the public schools here in the Pacific Northwest. But uh, we have one school board that just elected two Trumpers on there and if they get another Trumper, they can reverse all that equity work because there'll be a three to two vote because that's a five a board of director situation. So we're concerned about what's happening just at the local level. And I think people seem to forget about that, that, you know, they always think about, well, I'm not going to vote until it's time for presidential time. And we're trying to say, no, you need to vote locally to make sure that our local school boards are not becoming, uh, using your words, where the powerful are definitely affecting the powerless. And so that's where our work is. And I certainly can align with the philosophy that you shared about that, the, the whole image of power and how it how, how it has its effects through, in this case, through the, the judicial um, arena, which then affects the other arenas that we all are, you know, impacted uh, by here uh, in the community. Yeah, the, 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 the fact is we're dealing with uh, the same phenomenon on the state and local level and also on the federal level. And Trumpism, MAGA extremism, is what we're dealing with on a local, state, and federal basis in both the courts, in the legislative branch, and, and also in the executive uh, uh, branch, uh, local, state, and federal. And so this is a movement that, um, that we have to uh, fight tooth and nail against because the courts are... Uh, allowing uh, the the courts have been captured. Uh, the courts that we rule that we rely upon for fair fairness and equity. Judges have been put on these benches who have a different philosophy. They have a philosophy of protecting the corporate interest, the money, the wealth, and they want to retain that power. They want to retain that privilege, and so. They begin with education or miseducation. Uh, you know, so local schools are, uh, are, are a focus now. And they're trying to train up future generations that will preserve their uh, status and station in life, that the privilege that they have al always uh, enjoyed. They're trying to retain that. And so they're... They're trying to get into the minds of uh, of our children now. They're trying to they've they've infected the, the many of the adults, and I'm not 
just talking white folk. I'm talking black folks, Latinos, Asians, everybody. I was in New York for a sham hearing of the Judiciary Committee this past Monday, and every single single one of those groups uh, were well represented among the Trumpers who were assembled to support uh, the sham hearing that was uh, that was put in place to to uh, to try to intimidate and bully uh, Alvin Bragg, who had the temerity to bring charges against Donald Trump. So the same forces that we're dealing with on a national level, you're confronting on a local level, and they tend to raise up in areas where black folks have uh, political control. That's, that's, where, that's, that's what they are trying to prevent. But I wanted to introduce, I don't know, uh, Roberto Jordan is a retired uh, a firefighter. He also is president of... Uh, of the Royal Esquire Club, a men's organization has been around for 75 years, do a lot of great things in the community. So Roberto, I wanna know if you have a question or a comment for, for Congressman uh, Hank Johnson. I do, hello, Congressman. Good um, afternoon. Uh, this is gonna be one of those layperson kind of uh, questions, kind of a, a little grassroots kind of deal. Should we, or is the Supreme Court considered to be above the law? Now we know that we know that um, uh, they, 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 there isn't any restriction on how long they're, they're Supreme Court judges. Uh, so when they have code of conduct violations, when they're doing things that are against the law or anything else like that, it are, could they suffer any repercussions? Could they be taken out of, out of the, um, the bench? Are they above the law? Well, they have felt that they are above the law. Uh, I think... Justice Thomas has felt like he's above the law. They all uh, have not been held accountable. There's no way to hold them accountable other than to impeach them. So, you know, they have lifetime tenure uh, according to the law, although the Constitution doesn't say that uh, federal judges have lifetime tenure. That has been our practice. Uh, I've got legislation that would uh, impose term limits on Supreme Court justices. Uh, so it's not a given uh, that uh, they have to uh, serve for life, but the fact that they serve for life now adds to the um, the lack of accountability that uh, that uh, undergirds their actions, and so uh, you know we can we can call for them to resign, and if they don't do that, we can impeach them. But of course, in order to impeach, you have to. Uh, that's a you know the the House of Representatives starts the impeachment process, and you have to have a majority of the House in order for those articles of impeachment to be sustained, whereupon they would go to the Senate for a trial. And a tr uh, and in order to convict, you have to have a two-thirds majority of the Senate. Right. And so it's a long, drawn-out process, and it doesn't really work uh, the way it should, as we've seen two instances where Donald Trump uh, was let off the hook uh, right. for obvious uh, criminal 
law violations. Uh, but that is the way that our system works. And um, so, no, they're not above the law, but they certainly um, have acted like they are, and they don't. And that's because they there's no accountability mechanisms in place for the United States Supreme Court. We've also been joined by the immediate past president of the Seattle King County branch of the NAACP, Carolyn Riley Payne. And uh, Carolyn, you're on mute, but I want to know if you have a question or a comment for Congressman Hank Johnson before he has to go. No, the our, only our freedom fighter, Congressman oh. Hank, is Carolyn Riley Payne. Go right ahead, man. Well, what I would uh, the, I would follow up um, with uh, Roberto's uh, comment and ask, what should we be doing now to um, for those of us that think that? Uh, we need to replace the current uh, judge that is seemingly above the law and does what he wants to do and has enjoyed a luxurious lifestyle. Yeah, I think uh, the movement is growing. Uh, the calls for Justice Thomas to resign continue to um, uh, get louder. And so I think just on a grassroots level to be talking about uh, the ethical lapses of Justice Thomas. And, and this is this transcends his political positions. I don't care whether or not you are a progressive judge or a right-wing Trump judge. Mm -hmm. You should uh, not be taking gifts and travel and uh, food and lodging uh, from people who have interests that come before the court. And you should not be having those same folks buying property from you that uh, is in excess of what you reported its value to be. And you should not have folks paying your wife a salary, putting money into your wife's pocketbook so that you all can enjoy some, some cash on the holidays that you're giving them. And so when when, you know, uh, so when we talk about things, we should talk about them uh, loudly and we should uh, follow up with a call for uh, resignation. Okay. And the more people that start talking about that, uh, the louder that the voices get from every nook and cranny in the country, all the way from the northwestern uh, most edge of the state of Washington. Uh, all the way down to the tip of uh, of uh, that those islands down there in Florida, right off the, the Florida Keys, to the to the last tip of the island to the south, uh, the Florida Keys. You know, okay. Needs, so what's your time like today? Huh? What's your time like today? Well, I actually need to get off this uh, call so I can go down and and make sure my mama has her uh, dinner for today. Okay. All right. All he's, right. He's ninety-six <laughs> years old and doing doing really great, and I'm paying back all of the uh, time and attention that she gave me when when I was coming up, and uh, me and my wife were privileged to to uh, and honored to take care of her. So I got to get to her. What a blessing! What a blessing! You're a good son. Absolutely. I love you. One quick You're one. Great great one, Eddie. got one quick one. One, one quick one for you. What do you think about um, President Biden, Biden expanding the uh, Supreme Court 
so that the totally right wing influence isn't going to control us for the next however long they want to sit there. Well, I've also filed legislation uh, in the House that would expand the court so that we can unpack it. Uh, yeah. We would expand the court by four seats. They packed the court with right wing ideologues and we need to unpack it. And um, so uh, that legislation, the need for that legislation is becoming more and more apparent and a support for it is starting to grow as well. So on this uh, ethics, on recusals, on uh, disclosures, uh, on uh, term limits and expanding the court, those are the legislative proposals that I'm putting forward and working on and momentum is building. So I feel real good about it. Good. good. Awesome. Hank, thank you very much for your time and the work you're doing. And we will follow suit. I'm sure we can get the Royal Esquire Club, Vibrant Schools, the NAACP, all to get behind doing the right thing. So thank you very much for your time today. Y'all well, hold on. Y'all. Gotta take a quick break so I can pay for this airtime. So hold okay. on. Let's thank take a break. And we'll thank be back you. to y'all in a minute. And thank you, uh, Mr. Rock. Thank you very much, Congressman Hank. Appreciate you. At Sound Transit, we not only connect more people to more places, we're making life better for all. We're connecting diverse neighborhoods to an entire region of opportunities, like jobs and school. If you have an ORCA card, you can just tap and go. We have reduced fares for seniors and riders with disabilities. For adults with lower incomes, check out ORCA Lift and pay just a dollar for your ride. To plan your trip or to learn more, visit us at soundtransit.org. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community, and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion, and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxhops.com. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. Right back at Urban Forum Northwest. I'm going to give a shout out to the SeaTac Bar Group LLC. They own the Africa Lounge out on Concourse A. They were rated as the number seven best restaurant of all the airports in America. I also want to thank uh, the Port of Seattle's Diversity Con- uh, uh, Contracting Office, uh, the City of Seattle's Personal Construction Services Office, and Sound Transit's Office of Civil Rights, Equity, and Inclusion. And we're back with Kimmy Jean who is uh, the uh, president and CEO now, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> I just got promoted. Sound. So go ahead, Ms. 
Go ahead, Miss President and CEO. Go ahead and give uh, us the yeah, I'm ex I'm excited about uh, you know whatever. No titles are titles. I still do the same work that I'm passionate about. I don't care what you call me as long as you let me do my work. So, but again, thank you for this opportunity, Eddie, and just to uh, share to the audience. Uh, yeah, our organization is getting ready to launch what I believe to be one of the uh, wonderful opportunities for those of us that are in equity work. Uh, we are honoring equity champions uh, on April 29th, 9, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. at the La Quinta Hotel in Tacoma. What does that mean? It's called Surge. And what we're going to be doing is um, taking a look at how has the pandemic affected us as equity warriors, equity champions in the greater Puget Sound areas. Many of us went into isolation, went back into our silos. We need to come back together to work collaboratively. We need to be very cognizant of our own stress through all of this pandemic and how do we refocus, re-energize. So we have uh, the wonderful James Donaldson, former uh, NBA player with the Sonics, is our keynote speaker. He's also a very, very dynamic expert and uh, promoter of mental health for especially uh, uh, communities of color. And uh, also he's been in equity work for many, many years. So he's opening up our symposium. And then we have a lady going that's going to be doing a whole workshop on mindfulness to build us through, build us up as we continue with our equity work. And then for the rest of the afternoon, we're gonna be in affinity groups looking at how do we mobilize, strategize, make sure that all the resources that are out there, that we're, we're all aware of that. How do we share those resources? How do we help one another to do more uh, work through equity? Vibrant Schools is about equity in, in public education. I had shared earlier that we've been very instrumental for the last 11 years affecting policy for Tacoma Public Schools and now also the Clover Park School District. And we're very concerned, as I shared with, um, with Congressman Johnson, about the fact that uh, not only are these Trump-like people, these right-wing people taking over what's happening in federal government, we need to be cognizant of local government and how they're trying to take over school boards. And we've, we have a, a very contentious situation in Clover Park. There are two uh, board members on there that, are, that have tried to undo the equity policy there. And elections are coming up. And so if we get more people thinking like them, all of that equity work could be, could be changed to, to okay. the negative. Because okay, I want to go to uh, Roberto and so we can get uh, the Royal Esquire Clubs, get their plug in for all the good things there in the community. Roberto, all right, so ahead. April and 29th, like have, and I'll, I'll put my information in the chat for your audience. Okay, I like that, and I'll put it on your Facebook, on my Facebook page underneath your picture, Kimmy. <laughs> so, good. Roberto, thank why don't you, you go ahead? I want you to go ahead and do it. Uh, the Royal Esquire Club is 75 years old, so uh, we also know that. The late Bert Williams had to lead a caravan down Olympia to get the liquor license. So if you could just yep. share that story with our listeners, the show would appreciate it. And then we'll come back. Yeah, and yeah. So 75 years ago, Royal Esquire Club uh, came into existence just because of the fact that um, there were five brothers that were being discriminated against by going out and, and having a good time. And uh, for, for all Black folks to have a good time during that time, 1947, 1948. Um, so it got together and um, decided to start the uh, Royal Esquire Club, starting in a, starting in an office, an account office downtown, uh, then moved into a house at 14th and Washington. Um, that house got uh, taken over by the city where they built a, a school there. And then we are where we are now, 5016, Rainier Avenue South. And um, uh, we are continuing to... Uh, um, Serve the serve the public by having all kinds of things here. We have 
free passes, wedding receptions, concerts, and all the, all those sort of things that are going on now. So what we're what we're doing this year in our 75th year is we will be introducing where we're going to have associate memberships. So um, we're going to have 150 people that will be able to be associate members. That costs about $50 a year. Back in the day, um, there was a membership, associate membership, where you had to pay to get into the Esquire Club, period. You had to pay it just to get in the Esquire Club. This will be something that's going to be optional. Uh, there'll be some perks with it, reduced price to get in. There'll be parties for the associate members uh, only. There'll be some, um, uh, when there's a line outside, you'll be able to bypass the line. Some other things of that nature. So watch for us launching our associate membership. Um, this Friday, we're having a what's called a, a Prince tribute from a band called uh, MVP. There's it, there's a, a people that are, are, are Prince fans, probably about 2,200 of them in this club, but they're inviting everybody to be able to come here um, this Friday night. Um, on Saturday night, we're going to have a tribute to some of the fallen musicians that have passed away here in the past few years where um, the ones that are that are still around, that are excellent musicians, will do a tribute. Uh, we have um, Romalis Hilliard uh, pass away, Deems Sudakawa, um, Leonard Rose, Walter Finch, uh, Debo. All these are, are, are musicians that have played in the Seattle area, and some of them have been nationally known. And uh, this Saturday, we're going to do a, a tribute to them. And so folks will be, coming, be able to come down, dance to the music, listen to the music and have a, have, a, have a good time there. Sunday, we usually have our open mic where if you play an instrument or if you sing and you dance, whatever else, not dance, but if you sing or you poetry, something along those lines, you can come in here on Sunday night for open mic. This Sunday night, we are honored to have Michael Powers will be our um, uh, person that will be uh, running the show. He'll be the host. He'll be doing some of his music. And it's it's it'll it'll definitely be a good time. That starts at um, seven o'clock, goes to about ten. So it's an early night for those that got to work on on Monday. But we really really have a good time there. We have well, a happy hour. Huh? Say it again. I said thank you very much for the, for the update. We appreciate that. All right. Okay. I want to give uh, Reverend Harriet Walden, the founder for Mothers for Police Accountability, has an announcement she want to give us. Uh, her organization is over thirty years old, and she is. Uh, was one of the people that was highlighted in the medium's uh, special women's edition uh, uh, during Women's History Month. So, Reverend Harriet, go right ahead. She also hosts the Mother's Justice Show on this radio station every Monday at 2 o'clock. So go right ahead, Reverend Harriet. Oh, thank you so much, uh, uh, Mr. Rye. Uh, um, Mother's is having a meeting on uh, on next Wednesday, the 26th, uh, at the Liberty Bank uh, Apartment uh, Community Room, 1405 24th Avenue. It starts at 6 o'clock. And uh, it's just, a, you know, open to the public and our agenda is that, you know, we, we're, we're interested in public safety uh, uh, and also public safety as it relates to safe in our communities uh, from police violence, but also from community violence. I think it's time that we wed these two issues together. I mean, because one is really escalating a lot more right now, although you still have these grievous cases that's going on uh, with police officers. Uh, but uh, the, the, it's a lot of violence in the community. So again, that's uh, going to be on the 26th, of, um, the 26th of, uh, of, uh, of April uh, at 1405 uh, 24th Avenue. 
uh, the Liberty Bank uh, community room. Uh, come out and, uh, and welcome us. Uh, come out and be welcome. Uh, we look forward to seeing you. Thank you very for, much, Reverend. We appreciate it. For more information, they can call me at 206-380-1710. Okay, we'll put that underneath your picture. And right, so Monica, Monica T.L. Lewis, the dynamic director of the C.L. King County mm -hmm. Branch NAACP's AXLO program, it's Afro-Cultural Technological Scientific Olympics. Got it. You, you know the acronym better than me. <laughs> okay. That's because uh, when uh, uh, my daughter, Angela, matter of fact, I mentioned some of the folks who were in her AXO class, I think it was Dr. Quentin Morris, Sean Spearman, uh, Eugenia Bailey, Angela Rye, and, and uh, Ms. Chittard, Andrea Chittard. Uh, so, I, I, so I go back. I mean, they would, they would be considered OGs now with the current Axel students because they're in their forties now. So anyway, <laughs> so uh, tell us what's up, Ms. Monica Teal. So um, Axel has a lot coming up um, in the next few weeks. So we'll start with the fundraiser first. So we're doing um, our pancake breakfast fundraiser. Um, this fundraiser is to help our youth get ready for the nationals, um, which will be in the National Axel Competition, that is, um, which will be taking place in Boston this year um, from July 26th through the 31st. Um, and so we just said, let's do something real quick to help these kids um, raise some money to get there. And a lot of things that the money, um, the money's cover are, is the airfare for the children, their hotel stay. Um, if we decide we want to go to a museum or two, um, that helps along with the process. Um, and so our fundraiser, the Pancake Breakfast, will be taking place on May Saturday, May the 6th, at the Renton Applebee's. And that's uh, 375 Grady Way South in Renton, Washington, from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Um, and that's the fundraiser. And then we have, we're finalizing our actual local Axel competition on Saturday, April the 29th, and that'll be taking place at the Christ Spirit Church um, in Seattle, which is located at 6115 Beacon Avenue South in Seattle, Washington. I know that address by heart. Um, and so the competition will start at 1030 a.m., and which probably go along until about noon. And so if there are any students or if anyone knows of any African-American students um, in grades nine through 12, um, they are still welcome to come and compete where there are over 33 um, categories that they can compete in. We're looking at visual arts, we're looking at performing arts, we're looking at, well, we don't have culinary, so I can't name that. Um, we're looking uh, at oratory. Um, um, go ahead, looks like you just got jump in, Miss Payne. <laughs> No, I was just going to add the sciences. That's right, STEM, which is um, uh, one of the things uh, that we did very, very well last year. Um, we placed uh, nationally um, in computer science with our STEM student, F.A. Alaiho. So um, we're, um, we're trying, and actually that was like our sec, um, well, the, in the last 10 years, our second uh, computer science national medal. So um, we're excited about that and, and, and plan on bringing the gold, home, uh, the gold home this year nationally in that uh, we pray. Um, but there's a lot to do. And if there's students that are still interested um, that are, in, it's important that I say this again, of African-American descent um, and they're in grades nine through 12, meet us at Christ Spirit Church on April the 29th at 10.30 a.m. and show us what you got. 
Do you have a, a website email address where this information where people can have it post? We can po have it posted. Yes. Underneath so your what, picture on my Facebook page. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. <laughs> and then you you can also see flyers uh, um, on the Seattle King County NAACP.org website um, as well. That's um, the both flyers are listed there. And if you want more information, you can also email ACT dash S O. So that's AXO, Seattle King County NAACP at Wait, wait, dot org. That's it. Okay. <laughs> I said right. it wrong. Okay. Monica, that date again, May 6th. Is that where again? Where is that? May 6th at the May 6th will be taking place at the Renton Applebee's. Yes, and the time is at 8 a.m. Yes, ma'am. 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. So that's a Sunday, May 6th. That's a Saturday. No, Saturday. That's what Friday is the that's fifth. A I know that because okay. I have Okay, it's a Saturday. Okay, got it. Yeah. Saturday the sixth. Thank you. Yeah. And I'll just, can I just jump in and just Go right add that? The, uh, <clears throat> Monica mentioned why uh, that Saturday is important, but it is important because we need to show our children that we are supporting them and not just talking. And the reason this fundraiser will help parents uh, uh, help us take their children and have money to spend on their children once we get there. And so this program takes um, quite uh, takes funds and we have to raise the funds for them. So this is why it's very important. And it's important that you come out and so that you can see the kids, hear what we're doing and eat a good breakfast. Also, we have to say that it's ten dollars. I'll say that um, to eat breakfast and um, if somebody wants to come, I'll be glad to sponsor them. If they don't have ten dollars to to uh to donate to this cause, okay. Well, uh, I just wanted to see uh, uh, Monica Teal. You have any further information for us? I think um, Mrs. Mrs. Carolyn Riley Payne covered it all. We need oh, you to come. Okay. <laughs> you, I need you to come. We need you to come and see the kids. I think that's important too, though. Not just you know to hear us talk about we're trying to raise the mm -hmm. funds, but when you see the kids in action, um, because they will be there at the breakfast, and you'll see some of our past um, students as well, and you can see what they've what where they've gone um, and what they're currently doing. And so I think that'll be great for the community to see, and then for the kids to see the community. Okay. And well, then that includes. Wait a minute. We're gonna. We're gonna. Eric, can we take a quick break and come right back? We have have about ten or fifteen minutes left, y'all. Okay. I've got a song I ain't got no melody. I'm gonna sing it to my friends. I've got a song I ain't got no melody. I'm gonna sing it to my friends. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community, and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion, and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. 
attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxhops.com. At Sound Transit, we not only give people more reliable ways to get around, we're connecting diverse neighborhoods to an entire system of opportunities, like jobs, school, friends and family, and to the airport. Our commitment to economic development provides opportunities for women and people of color to compete fairly for Sound Transit contracts. All of this helps our regional workforce grow and thrive. Go to soundtransit.org and search DBE to learn more. Miss a show on KKNW? Check out 1150kknw.com for podcasts of many of our programs. That's 1150kknw.com. All right, Eddie Ride back at Urban Forum Northwest with my crowd here today, all doing some positive things in the community. Uh, Kimmy Raver with I'm Kimmy Jean with uh, Vibrant Schools of Puget Sound, Roberto Jordan, the Royal Esquire Club, uh, Monica T. L. Lewis, Director of uh, uh, NAACP Axel, the Seattle King County branch, that is, and then Carolyn Riley Payne, who uh, ran the Axel program for almost 40 years, the media past president, and Reverend Harriet Walden, the founder of Mothers for Police Accountability. And I see that Kathy Wilmore from Fathers and Sons together has joined on. Kathy will be with you in a minute, but I want to see if Kimmy, Roberto, uh, or, or I know that we're going to start with the, the madam lady that made the first request, and that is Carolyn Riley Payne. You had your comment, Carolyn Riley Payne? I just wanted to uh, emphasize the importance of having that it is not too late to have our high school students, ninth through 12th grades, join Axel, have them come on Saturday uh, with their projects, whatever it is, in whatever state it is, come so that we can judge, so we can help them uh, become a part of this program. But don't come and just bring whatever it is in whatever category, if you can sing or whatever, uh, come and bring that project and uh, participate in AXO. Okay. And oh, so, I will also say that if there's anybody in schools in Tacoma area, um, uh, et cetera, they are also uh, welcome to come to the, um, and participate in AXO in the Seattle. Uh, Jonathan Johnson is okay. He's the president of the Oh, yeah, yeah, well, I, I'm the state representative for Axel for uh, Alaska, Oregon, and Washington. Oh, so, so you got uh, you, uh, you the regional representative. You got the state. You the region. Yeah. You got a, a, a comment on leaving? Just letting folks know, Royal Esquire Club, we're here for you. Um, show up, come down, uh, have a good time. Um, uh, we've remodeled the place. So listen to your old Royal Esquire Club. It, it looks totally different in here now. And uh, we just want everybody to come down, have a good time, safe, fun. It's yeah. like family in here. And we have the um, um, comfort zone restaurant in here. So soul food is your thing. And you might want to come here and, and enjoy some of that also. Thank you, Eddie. It for is good. Hey, Robert, will you put, Robert, will you put some, uh, your email Roberto. somewhere where you can make your membership? Okay. Can you put that in the chat? All right, I will. Thank well, you. Well, okay. but I'll put it in chat. Okay, Great. we've been joined by the founders of uh, Fathers and Sons Together, uh, uh, Kathy and Larry Wilmore. It's good to see both of them on at the same time. Usually, Larry <laughs> is running the Safeway down at Rainier Beach. He's the manager uh -huh. down there. 
So uh, he was able to get off today, I guess, for a minute. I know Kathy probably demanded it. But anyway, they've been doing some fantastic things with young folks, too. And I think it's important for everybody to hear what they're doing. So we'll start out with, uh, we'll let Larry go first this time, Kathy. <laughs> go ahead, Larry. Hi, my name is Larry Wilmore and Fast Fathers and Sons Together. We'll be doing a barbershop chat, chew, and play on the 29th of this month. Going to be from 12 to 4, Rainier Beach Community Center. We're going to be offering free haircuts, entertainment. We're going to be talking about gun violence. We're going to have a nice discussion, and it's going to be a great day. Wow, yeah, that's going to be good. And now, uh, Ms. Kathy, that does a whole bunch of the work. <laughs> Absolutely, the magic behind the madness, right? <laughs> um, yeah, you know. Um, one thing that we know our community needs is healing. We need to save ourselves. Um, it's 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 just time. It's time that we reach out and build our community and strengthen our community. Now we know a lot of fathers are not present and positive in our families' lives. It's evident. The system has really kind of. Uh, removed a lot of our male figures in our, from our home. We know the history that it, and the damage and trauma that it has caused our families. But we are offering, you know, a time for our communities to come together and mothers, fathers, coaches, um, and all to come and join in on a community-led conversations. Now, we tell people to come for the free haircuts. We have eight fabulous barbers mm -hmm. that will be there um, doing cuts. We, they'll be doing twists. They'll be doing, um, you know, the braids. We have all that. We're going to definitely have our barbers there to, to do that work. But we also have the chief of police uh, uh, that will be there along with other phenomenal um, community leaders to join in on this community-led conversation, the conversation about saving our youth. Our youth are out here wilding out. Our families are struggling with, you know, the fentanyl is hitting our community just as well as other communities. And the, the truth of the matter is, no one is going to save us if we don't reach out and save ourselves. And uh, we're just allowing our community to come together to have these phenomenal conversations. We tell them to come for the cut, but stay for the phenomenal yeah, conversations. Yes, yes, so um, we encourage everyone to come out, yeah, uh, everyone to come out, men, women, youth, come out and join in on this community-led conversation. And let's, you know, create create a healing uh, a healing. Um, circle that we can, you know, engage in this conversation and create that dialogue so that we can do the healing within our our own community. So we I'd like to come, I'd like to come and offer a healing circle there. This is Reverend Walden. I was there last time uh, that you all did, uh, uh, yeah. And so I, I I am doing healing circles. So I'd like to show up to just uh, do a prompt healing <laughs> circle if that if that's a, that if that fits into your schedule. Yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Yeah, I'll bring the books cards. What could the men of the Desquire Club do with that with that organization? Uh, we haven't done anything yet. You know, I see Larry all the time. <laughs> and so, you know, yeah. Larry, so can, la la listen, Larry can reach out to me anytime. He knows <laughs> that we're open. Look, when I need change, I go down and I see Larry. So we, Larry, Larry, Larry got love from the Royal Esquire Club. He can, he's got action. He's got action at the Esquire Club. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Okay. What's the date on that again? We'll call you April okay. 29th on Saturday, April 29th from 12 to 12 to 4 at the Rainier Beach Community Center. Uh, we'll be inside this time, so we'll be oh, inside the gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last time we were outside, last time we were outside, but it was good. 
It was good yeah. last time I was there. It was very good. Yes, it was. Thank you, Reverend Harriet. We appreciate yeah. you, and we'll definitely yeah. reach out. All right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to I want to thank uh, you, you, uh, uh, Miss Kathy and Larry, for the work you're doing. Because uh, one of the things needed is that 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 positive male image is definitely needed in our community. Yes, and it also, is. Also, uh, uh, matter of fact, the chief of police showed up at uh, our April fourth, fifty fifth anniversary uh, uh, of the assassination of Dr. King, which was also our day of remembrance, remembering mm -hmm. uh, civil rights leaders of, of the past who have passed on to make sure that they are never forgotten because of the fact we need to uh, adopt their strategy again, because we have the same battles as we alluded to earlier, even mm -hmm. talking to Congressman Hank Johnson. Uh, we have to get busy in all of our communities. We just can't look and see what's happening in Washington, D.C. and say that's what's happening. Uh, right. We have to get busy right in our own neighborhood. So uh, I'd like to know if anybody, let's see, uh, we got these announcements about various events. Kimmy, why don't we start with you? Just yeah, the time, date, and place that virus. Hey, it it seems like April 29th is the golden day because our events on April 29th in Tacoma from nine to nine, the surge event. I put the information in the chat if, uh, so you can contact me, but it looks like everybody's having something on the 29th. But I do want to say to uh, to uh, Monica and Carol, uh, Vibrant Schools will support you on May 6th. I'll plan to be at that event. I will be seeing Jonathan Johnson to make sure if he knows that if there's some kids from Tacoma, he needs to get them up there on the 29th. So if you would just, uh, I got you thinking, it's going to be at the church. If you can, um, I guess I can go on your, your website and get the actual church address, but Jonathan needs to have some Tacoma kids up there. You said the time was nine to what? Nine to nine. Oh, okay. Uh, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. We have a symposium, but we, we close out with a wonderful dinner, awards, and dancing. i got an old school band, so we'll work hard, but we're going to play hard at the end. And uh, Mothers for Police Accountability's uh, uh, public meeting is Wednesday. Uh, the, uh, Wednesday, yeah, it's Wednesday, 26th, uh, from 6 to uh, uh, six to 8. Uh, I mean, actually, 6 to 7.30 over here at the, at the Liberty Bank mm -hmm. uh, Community Room. Uh, that's 1405. Uh, 24th Avenue, Plain, it's 98122, and it's on the number, uh, I think it's on the number two bus line if you need to come on the bus. Okay, and uh, we know about the May 6th uh, pancake breakfast. I want to thank all y'all, because uh, I got to check out right now and give these people a shout out to help pay for the program. Thanks, Eddie. Bye-bye, everyone. Stay safe. Thank you. That the memorial service for Nancy Mitchell will be Saturday, Saturday at 11 o'clock at Church by the Side of the Road. Next Friday on the 28th, uh, memorial service for Norma McKinney will be uh, at first AME at 11 o'clock AM. Mm -hmm. I want to thank uh, the SeaTac Bar Group, uh, LLC, the Port of Seattle's Diversity Contracting Office, uh, the City of Seattle's Purchase and Construction Services Department, Sound Transit's Office of Civil Rights, Equity and Inclusion. And I want to thank uh, Kimmy and Roberto and, and uh, uh, Larry and Kathy and Reverend Harriet and Monica TL. Uh, you guys heard what's going on. This program will be available two hours after the live broadcast on Alexa and on my podcast for the next week. So people can tune in, let them know they can hear this program and hear these announcements once again. So thank you very much. Y'all have a safe weekend and talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. 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 Good night.